Hey guys, amid this zombie apocalypse, I decided that tonight's story would be based on the four-letter word you should be telling your boo more and more each passing day. So, welcome to Talk Love to Me. Or shall I say, Talk Undying Love. Because as you're about to find out, True love doesn't expire when the heart stops beating. And in many cases, as the flesh begins to cool, it's love that you feel heating up inside. American poet Emily Dickinson said it best. Unable are the loved to die, for love is immortality. So... As you hear the world crumbling outside of your home, and as you spot your neighbor eating his dog's face, grab a beer, insert Corona joke here, hold your Mr. or Mrs., and prepare to fall grossly in love. All right, welcome to Talk Murder to Me, the first self-quarantine edition yeah thank goodness we had our show last weekend huh thanks to everyone oh, who still came out to our raleigh show yeah it was a great time our future shows are postponed temporarily so we've got a, a tentative date in may if we are in the clear to do so at that point in time um and that'll be a charleston show in our orlando um will be tbd based on when CrimeCon is rescheduled. They have not released any information about that yet. So, mm. yeah. You hopefully, know, we're only going to be down one show. You know, while you guys are listening to this, hopefully, you're either in your own car or, you know, in your house. Uh, just be responsible. Even though you might not think it's a big deal, you could easily infect others. So, just stay safe out there, guys. Wash your hands. Yeah. And the most important thing is don't panic. Yes, please. We're all going to fucking die. Start panicking right now. Seriously. No. Everyone is going to die. This is going to kill everyone. Seriously, start panicking. Here, listen to me. All right. As a retail worker, please just just go about your normal day. You don't need to you don't need to do any emergency thing. You do cuz we're all fucked. <laughs> listen. John's kidding. I'm no, I'm my, not. We're fucked. Start I'm panicking. Him. Seriously, stock up on ammunition. Get that toilet paper, sh- man, if <laughs> you can find it. Not, we just got we get trucks in every night, but you know, the, we don't get that much of it. So, um, we're yeah, please, fucked. F-U-C-K-E-D, fucked. Please don't. If you're listening to this, you're probably one of the last survivors. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my goodness. You know, just. Think of the people that are putting their life on the line to serve you. Like us. We're podcasting for you guys, for your entertainment. Correct. From our quarantined home, but that's okay. Big shout out to Nicole. Hey. Not you. Not you. The other Nicole that joined our Tacos Primo list. She's from Tyler, Texas. Tyler, Texas. Tyler, Texas. So big shout out to you, Nicole. All right. So... So tonight, I wanted to change the mood of the nation. Oh, good. And instead of talking about death and dying and we're all fucked, I want to do a love story. Oh, that's sweet. Are you uh, you're getting in the mood for the wedding then? 
our wedding, which will hopefully be now less than 50 people based on the CDC guidelines. Or less than 10 based on the recommendations of others. Yeah, it won't be less than 10. Come okay. at your own risk. To start out, I want both of you guys to tell me what true love is, and then we'll take a shot. What do you think true love is? True love. I wouldn't know. I think true love is finding someone who is your best friend, who you can tolerate. This is like more what you would say. That is I think what it's, I say. I think it's. I think it's about finding your best friend who you can be your true self with and really not give a shit. That's what I think. Love. That's what my dad used to tell me. I don't want to say tolerate. You say the word tolerate. I don't he think used it's to tolerate. Tell me, I think it's being your best friend and being yourself. At the same you time. just need to find someone that you can put up with until you're dead. And I believe that. That makes total fucking sense to me. So you can put up with me until you're dead? Yeah, I can put up with you for at least 60 years. Like I said, I, w- I, I guess I don't really know, but I would imagine my idea of a true love is similar to Nicole. Like, like someone who everything just comes naturally. Like you don't have to try. Like, I'm not saying that love is easy because there are probably times where like you know it's not like you know it's true love when you're just comfortable like being being with them no just like being like with them like like literally you're not trying to be somebody else or trying to impress them no no like literally just you know like like you can sit and you can sit in silence and it just feel okay. Yeah. Like if they like their soul, like like their presence brings your soul comfort and ease. Like I think that is just like it's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, like you're just happy. Just just embrace them. Well, I personally don't believe love exists. I think it's Here just a go. bunch of um, neurological responses in your brain. Well, even if- and that's what all the uh, the leading scientists also believe, and it's kind of proven, you know, because love is an emotion, just like greed and anything else. All right, so who is this hot piece of ass? Babe, <laughs> shit, is that the Black Dahlia? <laughs> oh shit, she's wearing uh, Mary Jane shoes and knee socks. Um, you haven't heard of this story, listeners out there? I can promise you that. But let us know if you have. Nobody has. One of the great things about this podcast and none of the other ones is I don't copy everyone else's and I do my own shit. So we'll have to see if some, another podcast puts one out. And if these. another podcast puts this story out, I'm going to go kick them in the balls because they are deliberately listening to me and putting out the same episodes. They'll have to kick their balls socially dis- distance. Distance. <laughs> <laughs> in a socially distance I'm so way. sick of these other podcasts copying my shit. Okay. Well, there you go. Be original, assholes. Okay. So go ahead and read this, Nikwiz. There's a lot of reading tonight, but you won't be bored. I can promise you that. Miss Elaine Hoyos, 22, died yesterday afternoon, 4:30 o'clock, at the residence 1228 Watson Street. Funeral services will be held this afternoon, 5 o'clock, from the residence to St. Mary's Star of the Sea Church. Reverend A. L. Morio officiating. Pritchard's funeral home has charge of the arrangement. Wow, they didn't waste any time back whenever this was. Hoyos. Where's that name from? Portugal? Nope. España? Honduras. So, Argentina. Tonight we're going to Key West, hmm. Florida. Ah. So this is most likely a Cuban? There you go. Cuban. She is Cuban mm. and her father is a 
blank maker. Cigar. There you go. A cigar nice. maker. Cuban cigar. Well, now are you catching on? All right. So this I is. I enjoy a cigar every now and then. And by every now and then, I mean like once every like seven years. Yeah. Yeah. So the picture I showed you earlier of Miss Elena, go to talkmore.com to see all of these pictures. Miss Elaine is she died of tuberculosis. Hmm. Hmm. Which is now we don't really have a problem with that. Correct. We just have a problem with coronavirus. Exactly. Corones, <laughs> as we call it in this household, guys. Tuberculosis she, is contagious, right? Yes, there's a vaccine for it. It's very contagious. In fact, her entire family, immediate family, mom, three sisters, dad, uncles, they all died from getting tuberculosis from her. Hmm. Interesting. Now, tuberculosis is a very, very tragic disease. It's basically, from what I know about it, from what I learned, is you get it's it's a respiratory disease with mm-hmm. your lungs, and you form these lesions on mm-hmm. your lungs, and then you get stuff like shortness of breath, you get eight, like severe body aches, you get pneumonia, all these chills, fevers, hmm. and then you die. Very wow, similar that, yeah, to it coronavirus. Sounds like but except with tuberculosis, you cough up blood because of the lesions on your lungs. Yikes. They're in Key West. Now, Key West at this time period, this is the 30s, was not Key West today. Key West back then was actually a very small community. Hmm. Still about 5,000, 6,000 people. But, I mean, today, look at it. It's, you know, whatever, 100,000 or whatever. There's a lot of people in Key West. Also, Key West is home to the southernmost point in Hmm. um, North America. But there was this one doctor that took her case on and decided that it was his life mission to save this woman. Okay. In America, not North America. We're it's, in America. No, I know. Jen said it's the southernmost part of North America. And I said it's the southernmost part of America, not North America. That is true, Jen. The southernmost part of North America would be like Mexico, Peru, Peru, Peru. 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 Wait, I thought that was in w- South would America. Would be uh, Argentina. <laughs> yes. Peru, <laughs> although not a real country. Right, would like be Argentina. In, in South America. You know what, guys? Also, no. Yeah, Argentina is the last little uh, fucking one down there. Nope. Bullshit. Uh, Chile. I- Motherfucker. Chile out. <laughs> Chile, Chile Correct. Out. Okay, moving to fuck I'd home. have to go with Nicole on this, considering she's our third grade <laughs> geography B winner. Yeah, which is why I would not go with her on this. There was one doctor that took an interest in her case, and he devoted his life to saving her. Because he loved her. No. Because oh. he murdered her, biologically. <laughs> <laughs> biologically. I guess I guess murder is biological anyway. She died. Or, but, he but murdered like, her psychologically. I, no, I, <laughs> no, I meant like biological warfare. Oh, like, like he gave it, like he yeah. put it in a Petri dish and gave it to her. Yeah. Also, I like the word Petri. It okay. reminds me of Lamb Before Time. Yes! Oh my God, yes. What you're reading now is from the memoirs of this doctor. I saw her the very next day when she came in for more tests, and this time I took a radiograph of her lungs, which brought me painful revelation that she was suffering from tuberculosis. From the frailty of her figure, from the listlessness with which she sat, I suspected that from much of the very first day, 
The certainty which was now gained increased my worries because our hospital was not adequately equipped for the treatment of lung tuberculosis. Yet some way had to be found to help her. A fierce determination to aid her, to bring her back to health, was burning in my soul. This wow. is from the this is from the memoirs of the doctor, and his memoirs are super, super fascinating. Because he loved her? He does fall in love with this woman. Mm-hmm. After she dies? Okay. Well, that'd be weird. Um, let me see. I'm not saying it hasn't happened before. Hello, True. Ed Gain. He is an x-ray technician at this little hospital there in Key West. Okay, he's a very eccentric guy. As soon as Elaine walks in, now she's married at the time mm. to a guy. But as I'm going to tell you about later, this guy loved her until she started coughing. Right. Mm. Until uh. until he knew that she's got tuberculosis and then she's he's like, I'm outie. Peace. Good luck with all that TB shit. I'm going to go bone. Well, I've been saying bone a lot. I've been I'm going to go, you know, Man. have coitus with another woman and get her impregnated because you're dying anyway. That's basically what he said. Well, that kind of sucks. Nice. I have so, to say that's that does not sound like true love. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Oh, what Which is know? why this husband doesn't really make this story. And he doesn't go down in history. But the doctor does because he looks at Elaine and immediately he falls in love. Now, the first time she comes into the x-ray facility is the first time he ever met her. She walks in and he doesn't really notice at first. You know, it's just another client, another patient. He puts a steth the stethoscope on her lungs, whatever, to hear the breath. He takes a little prick of blood, you know, gets that. And then when he finally looks up, he sees her and he's awestruck. And from this moment on, like Nicole read, he's going to do everything he possibly can. He's going to move the mountains. He's going to part the sea to make sure that Elaine stays alive. But you read earlier that she was dead. He falls madly in love, head over heels, for a dying girl. Now, she only lasts another three months. So he only sees her for three months. But that moment forward, he instructs her to come in every day, and he's going to do this this uh, X-ray technology, this X-ray treatment that pretty much he invented. You know, he's the top X-ray technician in, in the whole United States. He's going to blast her with X-rays every day. Now, this may be kind of a ruse to see her, but he has he has really good intentions to healing her. He really wants her to survive. And the family's all for it because they're from Cuba. The family's from Cuba and they don't really have much money. So he's offering to do this for free. So they love it. But he does fall madly, madly in love. As you read the first time, she dies. Mm -hmm. She is buried and everything else. But this doctor still cannot get her out of his mind. Oh, boy. and he starts visiting the the grave every night. Okay. Ever since the moon began to wane, Elena had begun to sing in her casket with a very soft, clear voice, which became just a little bit stronger from night to night. It was always the same old Spanish song about a lover who opens the grave of his dead bride. He could distinctly hear and understand its every word. 
This always lasted for no longer than perhaps ten minutes, and then she fell silent as if expecting me to speak. Darling, I would say, very soon now the moon will change. But let me stop you. Do that accent again. But he's very, very German. The Uh, instead of the uh, very, very German. (laughs) His his name is Karl Tanzler. Actually, his name is Count von Tanzler. He is the most German person you'd ever see. Hans and Franz. There you go. Okay, oh, Jen. You got that. This is him. <laughs> <laughs> what, Jen? <laughs> Wait, so this this old dude, he has really tiny feet. Oh, my goodness. Look at how tiny his feet They're are. They're really unproportional to his hands because he has big hands, but tiny feet. And he's old. He's old and he falls in love with this woman? He looks like the colonel, but like not. This, so he's very, very skinny tan. version of the He is actually colonel. from Dresden, Germany, which I'm going to go into. Now, this Elaine, let me back up, is 22 years old when she dies and he is 50. Gotta, I was going to say, he looks yeah. like 60 in this. Well, he's, he's 52, probably. Go ahead. Ugh. Now, in your German accent, let's take some drinks. Okay. Darling, I would say. Very soon now, the moon will change. The hour... That's not German at all. That's that like... close. No, it's good. It's more no. like Dracula, but he is a count. That's us. <laughs> that's... Uh. One. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Two. Very uh, uh. soon now, the moon will change. The hour approaches when I shall take you home with me. I will clean and wash you, and I will put you on your bridal dress with the veil and crown and all. Thus, as my bride... You will stay with me forever. All right. That was like German that was with good. India. Like, that was Indian. good. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was, was not good. German. I don't, I don't have a good German accent. Okay, so for 18 months, she's buried. And, he's, and, and he, he every night singing. goes and visits the grave. And he talks to her. Because he just had the love of his life that's already married. Who we knew for three months, but okay. She's Wait already a second. married. Wait a second. So I was too busy trying to like talk in a German accent and I wasn't really comprehending the words that I was reading. I will clean you and wash you and put on your bridal dress. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. This is like Dennis Nielsen, but yep. German version. He has to dig her out of the grave. At least Dennis Nielsen just put her put the victims yeah, he's under like the floorboards. Yeah, he's like Ed and this dude com- compared. Eighteen- no, more like Ed Gein, because Ed Gein took them out of the graves, too. 18 yeah. months go by. He's still every night like clockwork. He's at the cemetery in Key West and there's no one there. It's a cemetery. And at the time, there's hardly no graves there. They're all spread out. So he's there every night talking to his beautiful Elaine. Grieving and like going to the grave is one thing, but like, I don't know. Yeah, take, digging it up is uh takes it to a whole nother level. I'm not yeah. saying he's going to dig it up. What well, the fuck? What do y'all he, think this is? Thereafter, he began striking up conversations with Elena. It was rumored that he even installed a telephone so he could call Elena when the weather was too bad for one of his personal visits. However, such times were rare. Almost every night he came to see her, her faithful lover, her everlasting suitor. Did he just like stick the cord in the ground and was like, yeah. all right. He put a, he put a, a, a landline in her grave. He opens the grave and puts a phone in there. And it's like, if I ever can't make it, I'm going to call you. And we're going to have dead phone sex. 
you probably used sounded to call like me this. on my cell phone. You probably sounded a lot like this. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> faster. Baby. Harder. I'm too dry. Babe. <laughs> There was a line. <laughs> he saw it. He crossed it. Right. You like made no. a decision to cross that line. You saw it and we're like, nope, I'm just going to cross it anyway. The rumble of distant thunder was a fitting percussive note for what was about to transpire. Do you love me, Carlos? Putting his mouth to the valve, he replies, Elena, why would you say such a thing? You do still love me, don't you, Carlos? Of course I do you why would i visit you you sound like the cookie monster <laughs> of course i love you why would i visit you night after night tell me then carlos am i really dead no Elena. you are not dead your body is asleep your spirit is dreaming carlos where do i live you live in the little house i built for you that sounds french <laughs> i built it to protect <laughs> i wanted you to be safe is this your house, too? No, Elena. I come here to visit you. Carlos, Dr. listen. Crash. Carlos, listen to me. I want to go home with you. I want to be with you. After a while, haltingly but firmly, came her voice again. I'll do it firm now. Carlos, don't you listen to the words of the song I sing to you every time you visit? It's the same song I used to sing before I died. The one we heard together on the radio during my treatments. La Boda Negra, the Black Wedding. Don't you know why I sing our song? But Elena, there are problems. La Boda Negra. Now that's going to come in play because that was her favorite song. And a little bit of the words from that is... At night, he would visit the graveyard until he could stand it no longer. Rescuing her from the grave, he placed her on a bed of flowers and then, before mm-hmm. taking his own life, recited his wedding vows with his dead lover. Let's go back a little bit. Now, she, this is kind of building up to the story, but before she died, he actually proposed his love to her. You remember, he's spending his entire life right now trying to get her better. And he proposes multiple times. Her 21st birthday approached. I had high hopes now that she would accept me as her suitor, as she had allowed me to buy the ring. I brought it over that day, hidden in a bouquet of roses. I also brought cakes and wine, and we had a wonderful day together. Elena! I can give you so much more than someone your age. I can give you my science, my experience, my capacity to save your life. All this and more, I will give you my undying love. Hey, I need to point this out um, because you said that kind of reminded me. Tonight, we're reading from a book called Undying Love from Ben Harrison. But everything that you see in bold that you guys are going to read mm-hmm. is from his personal memoirs, the doctor's personal <clears throat> memoirs, okay. which I'll, I can embed a link there on um, talkmurder.com. She gave a little laugh and joked, you're going to fly me in your plane with no wings? She had offended the doctor. 
I can build things. I'm building a high power, high frequency unit with ray equipment. I surely I can build things <laughs> so we can fly away together. I can fly you above the atmosphere where the ultraviolet rays from space will surely cure you. <laughs> It was then that he learned that Elena may not be ignorant of her real condition. Elena's beautiful face took on a lot of pain. Carl, I think I'm dying. No! (laughs) (laughs) Don't believe that. You're not going to heaven yet. But don't worry. If you die, I'll take you into my arms. Say, good Lord, they'll bring us both to heaven. Bring me my fan, please, Carlos. I used it when we danced, when I was able. When I danced at my wedding, Carl, I'm frightened. Elena, forget about him! (laughs) You've went to be with me. It's our (laughs) destiny. What Carl did to enable him to visit was buy his way back into Elena's life. In return, she allowed him to treat her and, naturally, examine her as a doctor must. Electricity, the unlikely third corner of a love triangle, consummated the extraordinary attachment with this physician had for his patient. It was after one of the treatments that Carl, in his memoirs, claimed that Elena initiated a wedding of sorts. If I must die, all I can leave you is my body, for I am only a sick girl, so I can't marry you while I am sick, but will you take care of my body after I'm dead, won't you? I promised I would. And it was most sacred promise which I ever made in life. I kissed her and then and laid her gently back into her cushions and put her feet so as to get blood circulation back into her head for her breath was getting short. This was what I considered as our marriage now. The funeral is about to happen right now and they're at the funeral at the very last moment, when the coffin was about to be closed and everybody was out of the room, I took a letter from my breast pocket and put it under Elena's dress on her breast. Then I kissed her goodbye on the temple, which was one place which had remained uncontaminated by other kisses. The letter read, Elena. My darling Elena, my love for you is greater than ever. You are now free from all your fetters, and you are free to go wherever you wish. Elena, (laughs) please, come to me, sweetheart. I long so much for you. Tell me, what should I do? As I cannot live without you. Will you have me, darling? Then take me or you come to me and stay with me. Until I can go with you, my sweetheart Elena. Jean Carl. Let's go in right quick and talk about the characters before we go any further. So like I said, this is Elena right here. Go to talkmore.com to see these lovely, lovely couple. It's a very mismatched couple. I'll give you that. Yeah, a little bit about her uh, background. Uh, she's often now. This is before she was dead. Obviously, she was one of the most beautiful women that has anyone has ever seen. That's all the town talked about. I don't really see it. She's Cuban, you know. I mean, she's pretty, but they say she was just gorgeous. 
Um, she's often seen with a red rose in her hair. Her beauty was so unusual that tourists often took pictures of her because she was so striking. Hmm. Okay. She was very popular. She was outgoing. She was a fantastic singer as well. And you said that she was married before. Before well, I'm, like, I'm going to get into that okay. right now. The chief of police, his name is Benviendo Perez, says, quote, Hers was a delicate Spanish-Cuban type beauty. Her fair and blemishless skin seemed to glow with an inner light. Her dark brown eyes were vivacious and flashed fire. But Elena was not the stormy, volatile, imperious Latin type. Rather, she was softly feminine and infinitely kind." End quote. Now, the background from her, her father immigrated from Cuba. He was a cigar maker. So she spends her whole life growing up in Key West. I mean, Key West is in Florida. So that's the closest point to Cuba. Obviously, that's where a lot of the Cubans came. And she was the middle child of three. So the oldest was named Florinda and the youngest Celia. And they all die of mm. tuberculosis. Uh, I think the oldest sister died at like 40. The mother and the father died. They all got this disease. The cigar shop that her father worked in and he owned was called the La Elena. So it was oh, named neat. after the second daughter. But I mean, think about it. This is during the Depression time. This mm -hmm. is 1930, right? This is during the Depression. So as a cigar maker, they weren't really making much money. People didn't have that disposable income to spend on cigars. On February 18, 1926, she gets married to another Spanish man, the first Spanish man. Elena and her husband had separated as he had been responsible for her suffering. It was probably only human that this fact filled my heart with joy. It, it also, it filled me with deep pity when tears welled up in the beautiful eyes of my Elena and she pointed to a car as it passed by the house. There he goes, he who was my husband. He now lives with another girl. Impulsively, I took her hand between mine and said, Don't worry over it. And don't worry about anything anymore. From now on, I am going to take care of you. She thanked me with a happy little smile. And like a child, she said, Yes, doctor, I'm sure you will. From what you read there, uh, quote, There he goes, he who was my husband. I'm going to get into that in a little bit because the doctor actually was married He's, he was oh, still he was married, married at the time. Too, huh? Yeah, I'm going to get into that. That's why that said that. But she became pregnant a few months after she got married, and she suffered a miscarriage on November 5th. Hmm. Okay, and then she dies a few months later. Now, she caught tuberculosis, like we said. It's important to know that during the 1930s in Key West, tuberculosis was the number one cause of death. Hmm. I don't know if that was in all of America, but definitely in the Key West area, number one cause of death. She had the worst type of tuberculosis, and there's several types. This one's called, quote, hasty consumption. Ooh. It's basically the tuberculosis that's really fast acting. It really gets in there and just kills you, you, you know, disintegrates all your shit. I mean, it's like the most malignant, fastest acting cancer they have, right? She was treated in the Naval Marine Hospital where she eventually meets Carl Tan, oh, Carl Tanzler. Now it's T-A-N-Z-L-E-R. It seems like it would be Tanzler, but it's Tanzler. Carl is with a K. 
I want to say Carl is German. So when he got to America, he replaces the K with a C to be more Americanized. So Carl Tonsler. And he's also, from what we know, a count, which, you know, hmm. is a kind of wealthy. Like a duke. A, well, not like a duke, but like a wealthy <laughs> Uh, aristocrat that lived in a castle. He actually, there was a a, wow. a castle. Now his his last name is Kosel, K or C O S E L. So there is actually a castle de Kosel or whatever, and that was actually bombed during you know the bombing raids hmm. of, of Germany, right? Wow. And so it's still like half there. It's like kind of in ruin. In ruins. Yeah. Wow. But. As I'm going to get to, we don't actually know if 100% of what this guy says is legit. This is going to be really important. We don't actually know if that's his real name. Okay. Oh. Exactly. So we don't really know. But there's a couple things we do know, which we'll get to. Is he even a doctor? Is he even a count? In the middle of my routine work, I received a call from the head office to go and take blood, take a blood test from a young senorita who, as an outpatient, had come for an examination. I had hardly looked at the patient as I entered the room. The first thing I noticed of her personality as I bent down to take a drop of blood from one of her fingertips, rather than one of her ears, which were too exquisitely lovely to mar, was that her hand was unusually small. Its long, tapering fingers, the loveliest I had ever seen. As the needle struck, the hand twitched a little, and it was then that from my kneeling position, I raised my head for the first time to say, I am very sorry to have caused you pain. Forgive me, please. Her face had been hidden by her hand, so I had hardly seen it as I first entered the room, but now she withdrew her hand to answer me as I looked into a face of unearthly beauty, the face of the bride which had been promised to me by my ancestor forty years before. I was so thunderstruck I hardly heard her saying, It didn't hurt much, excuse my nervousness. Her voice was soft and sweet and childlike. It reminded me of a mockingbird's song in the spring. She spoke with a Spanish accent, yet her English was cultured and quite good. Having performed the duty for which I had been called, I had no excuse to stay any longer in the room. Feeling very shaky, I arose and much too confused to say anything. I merely bowed myself out, not knowing whether I was walking or dreaming. Okay, so that is from his memoirs. Now, I want to say when you read... Quote, the face of the bride, which had been promised to me by my ancestor 40 years before. Hmm. So he was in his castle growing up and he actually had a vision or like a hallucination or maybe it was a real paranormal angel or whatever. A guardian angel, whatever, came up to him and showed him the face of Elena these 40 years later, the exact same face. That's from what he says, you know. I mean, you can't really go 100% off this guy, right? Because he's fucking out of his mind. But he claims that he saw Elena's face 40 years before she was even born. Hmm. Or, you know, 20 years before she was even born or whatever. Now, let's let's move on real quick, and I'll jump back a little bit uh, to Carl Tanzler. Who is this guy, Tanzler? Born January 12th, 1877 in Dresden, Germany. Mm -hmm. On February 6th, 1926, he left Dresden with his wife and his young child. Mm -hmm. He was 50 years old when he left. His wife was 25. So, yeah, in this story right here, he's 60. 
something. I mean, he's getting older, right? He Especially left, for that time. He left his young wife, Doris, and his small daughters behind. He went to live with his sister in Zephyr Hills, Florida, which is close to Key West. Once he was settled, then the family followed him. Because he's married, keep in mind. I mean, she's very young, 25, and mm. he's 50, but they're still married. Apparently, he was from noble birth, but this cannot be substantiated. No one knows anything about this guy. He's very enigmatic. But if he was born from a noble birth, this is the facts that we know. He carried a pocket watch that he used often, and he was engraved with the the words, quote, Count von Kossel from, like, you know, this is to mm -hmm. Count von Kossel from the Tsar of Russia. Ooh, okay. wow. wow. So you got to be pretty hot shit to get that. Especially yeah. because at that time, uh, was that like, was that Tsar Nicholas around that time or shortly before that? Like when he was know. young? I think it would have been. Yeah, because wasn't he the last Tsar? I think so. But also a family member that survived apparently was from his family. Now, no one knows hmm. any facts about this guy. So this may not even be his, a real yeah, family. I mean, he could have got it people. from like a, uh, a, a, an antique shop. A family member says he's making it all up. But no one even knows if it's his real family member. Trust me, this we do know a few things about this guy for certain. But what he claims, we don't know for sure. Now, the family did come to America in 1927, and if you want to read this. Mrs. Tansler in her passport picture was a handsome lady, and the two children were adorable. They looked like a happy family full of expectations on their way to meet their father, Carl Tansler, to begin a new and exciting life in a prosperous new land. Hmm. You don't hear that word... Handsome for a woman? For a woman, yeah. I wonder like, what's the difference between like a beautiful lady versus a handsome lady like if they use different terms for levels of beauty like you know like a small medium or large for sizes of of like drinks or something after the wife got to america they had an argument and carl walks out now from carl's words from later in his memoirs he claims that she pulled a gun on him and actually oh. fired and oh. that was like his last, I'm done. But we don't know if that's true. We don't know anything uh -huh. he says is true. Okay. Convenient. Well, we do not. Well, there's certain things we do know that can be proven. Okay. But the things, his past, his history, his real name. So we don't know if he's really a count. No, we don't know if he's a count or not. He could yeah. have been a pauper. Yeah. For all we know. We don't know I that. Mean, I mean, I would probably do the same if I was moving to a country. How... Yes, I am Duchess Louisa, yeah. you know, like whatever. But um, after a domestic argument, he walks out leaving his wife and his children. The true reason for him leaving is actually not known. What we do know about this guy is he is a genius, mm. a straight genius. And you'll see later in the story why I say that. Nobody questions his IQ and his smarts. He's very science minded. He mm. actually worked as an x-ray technician in America. Now he goes by doctor, but no one can even prove that he has a doctorate degree. 
My boyish interests were entirely concentrated on electricity, on chemical experiments, and on flying machines, astronomy, in fact, all phenomena of the universe. Engrossed in science after science, I took at the age of 24 final degrees as a Master of Arts in Medicine, in Philosophy, Mathematics, Physics, Chemistry, etc., having passed nine different examinations beside the SM. He has nine different degrees. I'm going to just call some bullshit on that. Uh, You call bullshit now, but just wait. He actually may have been a German soldier. And the reason we think this is because up until the day he died, he was receiving a pension, even though no one knew what it was from. Okay, but he was receiving a pension. So maybe he was a German soldier. Von Kossel reportedly told Dr. Avalon Foraker that he had been an officer in the German submarine division, according to several people, including Tom Hambright, historian at the Monroe County Library. Von Kossel received a monthly check that he picked up at the post office. Hmm. Its mysterious source adds to the questions surrounding his past. It could have been a pension for his military service. Or it could have been a letter from a pen pal in prison. You never know. He claims the pension was not from military service. He claims that it was from a machine shop that he opened and owned in Germany. Now, this is most likely not true, but it was purchased from him, but not for like a, a lump sum. It was purchased from a monthly stipend. Okay. Now, that's that's in no way the truth. I mean, that, that's that's really far fetched. This doesn't make any sense. All, all this stuff. Well, okay. the fact that he's talking to a dead woman doesn't really make no, sense. No, 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 no. He's not talking to a dead woman. He is writing this in his memoirs. This oh. is what he's saying about his life. And a lot of it's it just can't be true. But didn't he in in install a telephone into the coffin? <laughs> How would you install a telephone into the ground, Jen? I, I, I know, but I guess I don't know. He studied Hindu. Now a Brahmin, which mm-hmm. is what he was really interested in, is a member of the priestly Hindu caste system. The Webster Dictionary defines the term Brahmin as, quote, the supreme and eternal essence or spirit of the universe. Now, that's what he was. That's If you want to label religion on him, that would be it, the Hinduism. Mm. We're going 18 months down the road. Every night he's visiting Elena in her grave and Eventually, he just gets fed up and says, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Does he kill himself? I was prepared to risk my life and to face any danger which would cross my path this night. There was no halfway. This was clear to me. Once it started, it had to be carried out to a finish. This was my resolve. Besides, I did not know of a single person whom I could ask for help. Not a single human being I could trust who would reliably discreet and she would have to come out if I were ever to take proper care of her. So here's what happens. He goes to the cemetery and he he does these things called dress rehearsals where he dress rehearsals. Yeah. So here's what's going to happen, guys. He's going to he's going to remove the body from the grave. And this is at least 18 months after she's died. Uh-huh. He's doing this 18 months after she has died. Okay, l- let me break this story for you so you really get into it before we I'm start just, this. I'm just saying, he, she badly decomposed at this point. At, no, at 18 months, he's been visiting every night. And if he can't visit, he's got the phone in the casket. Now, I expect you I to do this See, if I go first. Happen. Now, no, 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 in, I'm saying, but you don't really install. Like, it's not a functioning telephone. I understand no, it, that. It, it was a functioning telephone. What? No, it's not. How, how is she going to pick up? Yeah. 
It just rings. Just listen to okay. the story. Listen, I'm going to get you guys in the story fully right now. I think I'm going to tell you the overview of the story. The okay. memoirs are written from a psychiatric ward. <sighs> I'm going to tell you the overview of the story to get you guys fully involved in it so you can... You, you don't have to think about it. You can really dive into the psychology of this guy. All right. After 18 months of visiting his love of his life, the one that he's devoted to forever, mm-hmm. he decides to take her body back to his house. It was discovered that he was residing with this body yeah. roughly nine years later. <gasps> no. So I'm going to go over... No. <laughs> of how he kept the body looking so hot. What? Uh-uh. 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 There you go. That is her body. <laughs> oh, I was reading about this the other day. Not the story. Not like the details that, that I saw body. that picture the other day. Yes. That's- I- oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It- she literally looks like a plastic mannequin. Did he Where like- are her arms? She does not look like that. Where's her hair? The rest of her hair. She's wearing a kimono. Is uh, is she like paper macheed? You know, like it doesn't. I mean, that's not her skin, right? Yeah. Oh. Uh-uh. My God. Are those her real eyes? Are those glass eyes? Those are uh, glass eyes. Yeah, they're fake Oh my God. So literally, as she's like falling apart he's just replacing her with stuff like how like if she just doesn't look i mean obviously doesn't look you're not supposed to look normal after being dead for nine years but oh my god so what what year did she die again i'm trying to think what nine years later 1931 so this is 1940 yeah it's 1940 holy shit i mean did it just like stop smelling after nine years Uh -uh, i don't believe that for a second he must have had glade plug-in or something no 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 no. and the reason that he's the reason that he should be taken way more serious is because as you'll see she actually her cells started to come back to life Uh -uh. she was (laughs) no 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 no. oh Oh my god this reminds me so much of that one show that we were watching (laughs) what was it what was the show the australian netflix show huh what was that show the uh so you're telling me that if we're dead for nine years, but someone is like caring for our dead body, that we're going to come back to life? Some cells are coming back to life. Yeah, but that's part of you. So like eventually all these other cells are going to come back and we're just going to be like zombies. Like, no, no. She didn't always look like that, what you just saw. Well, she, no, she literally looks like I a mannequin. At some time she Like, looked, I could grab some her lookalike from Macy's and put her on this couch. And you guys would be like, hey, Elaine. I feel like she would get along with Elma McCurdy. At some time, she did look like, kind of like this. What? So you can see. Oh. So that's actually her body right there. Uh, All of her organs are taken. Yeah. Gone. They're gone. She's literally like, like a boat. Like she's hollowed out like a, a canoe. Boat. Yeah, canoe. It gives oh, du- it gives it gives the, the word douche canoe a new meaning. <laughs> look at the mouth. Look at the mouth. That's I mean, so fucking creepy. Hear my joke. Did you hear my joke? Yes, oh, this is the joke. most creepiest no, one. Look at the eyes on this uh, one. Just oh. watch your eyes. Look at look at look at. It looks like the googly eyes. <laughs> I wasn't googly eye. eye. Look, it looks just like Stella's googly eye. Oh my that God, one right weird. there. She's that was nine years later she looked like that. Nine years. Wow. Well, damn, we need to get whatever she was using for uh, age, age regenerative. 
All right, don't you guys want to know how how she looks like that nine years later? Sure do. Yeah, please tell. You're going to see this in a minute, but oh boy, he is a science-minded person and an engineer, and he actually built a plane. Now, it's probably a scrap metal plane. and Like an airplane? An airplane, yeah. It was called the uh, airship. That's what he called it. Now, it, it would never work. Because you'll see the wheels are just fucking ridiculous. I'll show you right now. Uh, go talk com to see this. But you'll hear this a lot. He talks about flying Elena, his true love, away in the airship. And they'll go to heaven in this airship. This is the airship right here. You see, like, the, look at the like wheels. It looks like a cartoon. You know what it looks like? It's literally... <laughs> like, this would never fly. Like, look at the wheels. What's that show? <laughs> it's like a tank. There's a show... <laughs> That has the airplane cartoon, like it was like a kids TV show, like kind of like a Thomas the Tank kind of thing. So it was look, it was along those lines, but yeah. there was a name for it, and I can't think of the name. Someone tacos, please, like answer that question. I can't think of it. This is the airship that she rested in because he wouldn't keep her in the house. Now I, I forgot to mention this, but when she died at eighteen months, remember when she was visiting. When he was visiting her mm-hmm. grave, he actually built a mausoleum for her and everything. Hmm. He was actually staying at her parents' house, hmm. which they Weird. hated each other. Yeah. But he just wanted to be in her bed, you know, what so he can smell freak. her and everything. No, I all right, you said no. what a freak. Can, let, no, no, let, no. I'm sorry, can, but if he if he's so old, he's probably okay, older right, yeah, than her. Can you listen. just like ask her parents what kind of perfume she wore just and spray it on your just, own damn Just pillow? listen to me. But you say he's a freak. I I read all his memoirs and everything else. I want you guys to walk away from this story as seeing him not as a freak, but someone who was deeply devoted and would do anything. The, the book is actually called Undying Love. It's it's he, OK, you're dead, but we can still I can still, you know, let let you live the best life ever. We can still be happy. You know, here's the thing. Sorry. There's a difference between being devoted and obsessed. And it crosses that line of between being doting and like caring to creepy. No, it doesn't. This guy's not creepy. Go ahead. Um, obsessed. Everything I went, everything went fine. I arrived at the hospital grounds where the plane was without incident. This part of the hospital grounds, being beyond the morgue, was quite deserted evenings. Undisturbed, I now had moved my beloved into the cabin of the plane. She had now taken full possession of it. Come fly with me and be my wife. My heart resting plane will be. An old German song Carl Tanzler's mother used to sing to him played over and over in his mind as he stood back and looked at his wonderful airship, which now held his wonderful bride. Von Kossel put his hands together and pulled them to his chest. There was so much more that had to be done. Now, uh, a little bit about how we get the body out. This is really interesting. So he brings a wagon down to the cemetery. It's probably three in the morning. And he actually manhandles the casket by himself. Now, he's a 60-year-old man, so this is yeah. pretty superhuman that he's doing. But he has this long section in his memoirs, and I'm going to read a little bit. 
Uh, quote, all the cemetery was alive with souls which came out of the graves from all sides, moving and thronging all around us. It was indeed like a festival among the departed. As they moved up on all sides, it was like a great divine wedding march for me taking place. It could not be the funeral march, for all seemed happy and joyful and interested in silent admiration watching as the white forms of angels filed past with Alina and me in their mist. Okay, so he's talking about these spirits which is all around the cemetery, kind of cheering that, you know... I, I, the, the reason I'm saying this is because it's not like he... And I'm you're going to see this. It's not like he drug her up from the, dr the grave and then defiled her corpse or whatever, which, you know, a lot of people say he would. But... You'll see the amount of care and love and passion and everything else that he devoted to this corpse to keep it looking like that for nine years. You just can't throw it in the bedroom. Yeah. Because really, that shit's going to get maggots and stuff. Yeah. You know, you guys know how I feel about ghosts and stuff, but this guy's a kook. Okay. So the cemetery wall was actually really high up and it was locked now he struggled to get the casket over the top of the fence and he uh he actually pushed it up once and it fell on top of him oh and boy. a quote from the book that we're reading undying love a foul liquid started dripping oh. on his finest clothes now remember this was 18 months later after she's been in the rain and all of, this stuff uh, what kind of liquid could be coming out of her well it's probably just like green pus and de decayed you know tissue tissue and so the rest gross. of your feces one, nope. one question no, did the cemetery not realize that her body had been dug up all right, so here here's Nothing the answer to that. So he was obsessed with her from the get-go, and everyone knew it. He actually built a mausoleum for her with his bare hands, mm -hmm. and I'll show you a picture right now, right after she died, okay? this well, that's is nice, I guess. This is the mausoleum. So, and he would go there every day and every night and sit in there. Now, the reason he built this is so she wouldn't get the rain and the elements in her casket. Now, I want to say this outer door that you're seeing right here, go to talkmer.com to see. It was locked by three different padlocks. Her casket was actually locked by 50 different padlocks, every one of them having a different key. So he didn't want anyone to go in there at all. Okay, so she was not buried underground. She was at first, but then I think it was like six months later, because it they took, him, it took him about six months to build this. But, okay. And then he takes her out, basically dries her off, and does some other stuff I'm about to get into, and then puts her in this kind of a chamber mm -hmm. that kind of preserves her with all the liquid gotcha. and stuff. Plasma. But that makes a lot more sense yeah. in terms of like how he could get her out without being unnoticed. Yeah, that because I was going to say like, since he's not family, like he wouldn't have access to her casket before. Well, he, they were married. Wait, what? I thought they got married after she was dead. I'm so confused. No, no, no. They actually never married. Carl, the, the doctor, was married to another woman named Doris. Ah, Doris. So they were just like married in spirit or but, something. So Carl proposed many times to Elena, but Elena's parents wouldn't allow it because he's not Cuban. He's German. And number two, she was dying 
and she was already married, so she couldn't marry again. Um, so after he gets the casket over the wall, he makes it back to the plane. Now, the plane is at the hospital he works at, kind of in the back. That's where he puts <laughs> the coffin. And he actually rented the house where Elena grew up in. He was sleeping in her bed, you know. Mm -hmm. So he goes back there and he has to wash off all of his clothes, which reeked. I bet. He was actually worried about the family, you know, knowing that he was doing that. He he washed himself off with a bottle of whiskey. And this is what he says. Still smelling strong, but more like liquor now, I closed up the house and went home by a long roundabout way so to give the wind and air a chance to take the odor and dry my clothes. Everything went fine. I arrived at the hospital grounds where the plane was without incident. This part of the hospital grounds behind the morgue was quite deserted evenings. Undisturbed, I now had moved my beloved into the cabin of the plane. She now had taken full possession of it. At first, he talks about the decay of the body initially. Quote, this is from his memoirs. Decay had set in most disheartening manner. Only with the greatest care, I was able to peel the pieces of textile from the body. This took hours. Okay, if you want to read this. With the greatest of care, I now detached the uppermost layers of clothing, which were overgrown and eaten up with slimy molds. I then got a large bucket and deposited <laughs> rags into it until it was filled. This gets worse. <laughs> Careful peeling all of the pieces around the head, face, and chest first, I found many pieces had become glued to the skin. Oh. <laughs> all of those no. which did not come off easily, I left on her body to soak for the time being, as it might injure her delicate skin, which I wanted to keep intact. Uh, the bucket was heaping full and the heavy. The bucket was heaping full and heavy. It had to be removed quickly as the odor was overpowered. Okay, 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 okay. I, I can't hold it anymore. the bucket full? No, 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 no. Okay, here's my thoughts about this. When you say... When you when you say careful peeling of all pieces around the head, face, chest first, mm -mm, that's where you have to start. If you have to peel something off of someone's body, like, and have to worry about the skin not coming detached, that's 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 a no. That's that's a no for me, dog. But also, like, just don't don't fuck with dead people. Like, they're dead for a reason. Okay. All right, Jen. Look at this. No. No. Just look at her. No. Look at Elena. <gasps> I want to say the the peeling of the skin and put it in the bucket that became heavy and he has to dump out the skin pills. Okay, when the skin actually, because he tried to patch it up at first, but when it finally comes off because, you know, she's dead for nine years, he replaces patch by patch with wax. So eventually she just becomes a big wax mannequin. No, <laughs> we're not. John, we're not talking about foot peel masks. This is here. Madame Tussauds. This is not. This is not baby feet that you can buy on Amazon for six ninety nine. Okay, this is a human's skin. I think this is a very romantic story. Uh, you are fucked in you, the head. You then, gonna my do friend. this for me? Actually, huh? I need another drink. No, you absolutely not. For me? Okay, I actually really enjoy wax museums. Although the movie with Paris Hilton oh, and, I love and that Chad Michael movie, Murray, House of Wax, that was a great movie. It dude. was one of the only scary movies I can tolerate. But like, no, also, I mean, Paris Hilton's kind of a sloozy, but she's she's recovered a little bit from that. <sighs> she's I think. got fucking the herp, dude. 
A lot of people have herpes, John. It's called cold sores. It's called the herp, Jen. <laughs> the herp.com. Herpes simplex is a, it's a cold sore. A lot of people have that. Owned by TacoCast Media, the herp. <laughs> but also, like, th- like, no. Like, if you have to, like, pour wax into someone's face to make... They're not Harvey Dent. I'm sorry. I okay, know I listen. That. No. Let me tell you about no. the care and the passion he put into having his love... By his side. When I say he puts her in an incubation tank. She's not a chicken. She's not a chicken. She's not going to hatch. All of this stuff he is developing firsthand. There is sciences that he is inventing. Like what? I'll show you in a second. But there is practices that he is doing that has never been done before. For, oh, for instance, oh, I'm sure. For instance, yeah, I was gonna say like that doesn't shock me. <laughs> for instance, living in Key West for nine years with a body and nobody noticed the stench at all. Right. There was no odor. Oh, the How humidity. How the fuck does that happen? We do murder stories where 15 days later is like, oh, there's definitely someone dead back there. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's like, to take, keep clearly, that under control for nine to years. To be clear, we, we don't do murder stories here where people smell here. He's talking about like in the story. Well, I'm saying. Where, well, he, she's clearly taken, like carved out all of her internal, her innards. You know, so there's like there's no real body left. There's skin. The most important task that he has that I've read multiple, many different paragraphs of his memoirs was uh, how do I say this? Um, uh, Maggot control. Is that a good word? Yeah. 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 That reminds me of the keepers. (laughs) There was all the ghosts. Okay. I I have one very, very important question. I, I do. What? And I think I know the answer already. Uh, I know what you're going to say. Did he have relations with... Wow, you know me better than no, I thought you did. That is what everyone's thinking, yeah. which is why I'm saving that to the very fucking last sentence. All right, then I'm forget tell I asked you, it and you tell me. Go ahead. I'm tell a, your story. No, I'm telling you, I am going to tell you if he did it or not at the very last sentence. So if you want to know if he did it or if he didn't, then you can wait and finish this podcast, <laughs> you assholes. <laughs> Trying that's, to skip forward. <laughs> I mean, now that you're telling them, that's what they're going to do. So, Yeah, all right. The incubation tank. Now, this is from his memoirs. Quote, I had prepared for her both antiseptic and nourishing for body cells. This I kept pouring until the tank was completely filled. So think about this big tank. Right. Mm-hmm. Just bit, you know, I was thinking, uh, you know, those tanks and, um, you know, those science fiction movies where they're just in this goo um, and they were like frozen kind of like a bunch of science I fiction movies, know. you know, and then they come out because they've been in like cryogenic. So it's like oh, one of those oh, big oh. tanks the one with, uh, with uh, Jennifer Lawrence and what's his face? So they're in this, where they're in space. They're, and in, they, the, they're in that capsule. Oh, oh, oh. passengers. Passengers? Yeah, but the, I'm talking about a big gooey tank with like pink goo in it. Oh, right. oh, 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 that other movie, the one with the um, the impersonators or something, that old style movie. We yeah. Were so anyway, think of that. Like so any science fiction movie ever. This big tank, right? And it's got this pink gooey shit in it. She's suspended in there, like doing. Are we sure you, it's pink? You know the the wave with her dance moves. Mm-hmm. You know, because she's floating in this plasmic. No, she's goo. dead. She's not. She's not doing the wave. She's I know, dead. I know, she's but like, she's floating in this plasmic goo. Yeah, but she. You have to. You. You tacos have to understand. She's not like doing the wave with her arms. This isn't a dance off. She's literally like the tank was then placed into the casket. 
Now I felt easier, at least for the time being, Elena was protected against further decay, end quote. Well, it's time to go in there and unlock this guy someone that loves someone. Jen, you don't know what lost, love is. You just said earlier, you don't know what love is. This is what love lost, is. I, like I said, this isn't love. This is creepy. This is obsession. So it's the, strange. The plasma goo kind of looked like this strange. sonic drink right here. Or let, let's talk about the cosmetic work a little bit after World's she was dug up. World's first makeup artist. Splints for the nose to reposition and straighten were kept on for one month. She, had, You know, when you put someone in a casket, they, you put your arm over the body to mm-hmm. fit in the casket because you're in a box. Yep. Well, the arm was like permanently rigor mortis in that position. It's right. all like stuck, right? Yeah. So he made a pulley in the home. This is after he moved to his own like abode with with his wife, if you will. Mm -hmm. So he made a pulley system in the home that kind of raised her arm up for just a few days to get it kind of back, you know, in motion. Uh Uh-uh. All this reminds me of is young Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. This is his laboratory. This is where she was at most of the time. Is this like a uh, a tourist attraction now? This is actually a beachfront property. It's still there today. You couldn't pay me to live there. (laughs) No. Absolutely not. Hard pass. That's, yeah, no, no. No, I don't fuck with dead people. I don't fuck with dead people who have been fucked with. Hot. All right. Hot solutions were ingested by her. And I'm going to tell you how he did that in a minute. You can- Into her body to preserve her intestinal tract. A death mask. Now, this is important. A death mask out of plaster was made pretty soon after she was deceased to to remain her facial features. Right. I mean, her face you're looking at right now. If you go to talkmore.com, that face is a death mask. That's not actually her. It's her face, but it's that's plaster, that face, okay. right? So that's a death mask, that's what they call a death mask. And he made a few of those. Okay, now keep in mind, the family didn't know he was doing this at all. But he would every day, I mean, I'm talking about all day long, when he wasn't working, is he would infuse like vitamins into her and try to get that cell regeneration going. And also for the hair, because also the hair falls out, obviously. He actually used real hair, her real hair, if you want to read this. So he was like the modern day Dr. Leonard before Dr. Leonard was Dr. Leonard? Don't you believe it, mother. I'll take good care of her. I'll not permit her body to decay. And if in the grave Elena should lose her hair, I'll buy new hair and put it back on her hand. Don't do that, said the mother. Don't use other people's hair. Put her own back. I have some which she cut off a year ago. Wait, so like the parents are helping him with this stuff now? No, no, no. Like I said, the parents actually didn't know. Okay, this was like, um, this was right when she died. That's where he got the hair from. Oh, this was like this is okay. him grieving. They thought he was grieving. He was going to, you know. As I said, the wax, each, as each piece of skin fell off, and mm. it couldn't be regrown or whatever. He would just put wax over it to replace it. The bones were actually held together by piano wire, which is pretty clever. Let me see. This must have taken out. There's a lot of bones in this. I thought body. he was like a, a like a well-to-do X-ray technologist. When does he have the time to do this? Right. Now let's get into some really not disgusting things. Sure, I believe that. 
Her beautiful hair also needed plenty of washing as it was still partly glued together into her scalp. By further examination, I was not surprised to discover small magnets and gnat larvae type which were feeding on blood around <laughs> oh, her shit. head and ears on the surface of her abdomen. I treated the ad- abdomen with healing lotions and sterile packing, like living tissue. I also bandaged up toes, feet, and fingers as they had badly suffered in the soil and threatened disintegration. I moistened these bandages bandages with formulin to arrest further decay for the present. There was no more danger of deterioration except from the insects, which I had kept away with double screens. In an airtight metal container, the gases exhaled by the body are not carried off by diffusion, but accumulate and condense into liquid form. This corrosive liquid attacks the body tissues as well as the metal container, except under proper laboratory conditions where the gases are carried away by pumping apparatus. So he developed his own pumping apparatuses and everything else. He he really did take really good care of her. And like I said, the main part of this was trying to get her to stop decaying so much. Now he talks about mummification. Mummification had partly set in. This, however, is not beyond resurrection. The revival of the dried up cells merely consumes. And I never gave up hope while I have a will. Now I began mixing plasma solutions in different quantities, adjusting, testing, cooling, and heating elements. I also tested circulating pumps and electron cells, sterilizing everything, including rubber and glass connectors. Okay, I have a question, John. So you claim he is acting out of love and, like, this isn't creepy or bad or whatever, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But you also claimed that the doctors in the Japanese story that we did went way too far to try to keep that guy alive. Well, they were doing it for the knowledge of medical science. This guy is doing it because he loves her and wants to bring her back. Also, she's dead, so she doesn't feel any pain, no, no, I guess. No, no, no. Well, I, you're about to read something. This is this is what blew my mind about this story. She actually, I know she's dead. I get it. But she actually started to come back to life. Her cells actually started regenerating, which is fucking crazy. It's fucking nuts. But pumping that much vitamins and nutrients into a body that is dead, supposedly the cells jumpstart again and start reproducing. I'm just saying, it's not like she's going to come back to life. No. But to this guy, if you you read his memoirs, a lot of stuff I didn't put in here is him talking and they're them having conversations with each other. You know? Well, that's not actually happening. Is it? I mean, I mean this is also no. the guy who we don't know, like, what his real name is, if he was yeah. a count. And like, do we know for sure that the cell regeneration is actually factual? Or is he just saying it? This could just be propaganda, sir. All right, let, let me, let's talk about the leakage right quick, and then we'll get into cell regeneration. Excellent. That's such a gross term. <laughs> that might be worse than moist. Leakage. Whenever I discovered another leakage, I sealed it up right away with silk and wax to stop any plasma from running away. When any part had shrunk in by loss of fluids, I filled it up with a soft, sterile cotton packing and overlaid it with silk and wax. Nothing about that that passage was enjoyable. What are we gonna do? Well, what's the worst though? Leakage or discharge or moist? Leakage, discharge, Ooh, or moist? Discharge I think is discharge. Bad. Discharge is bad. I actually don't mind the word moist because that's the only I way you should moist. describe a cake or a muffin. 
Hey, yeah, it should all, be moist. All you females out there, moist, 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 moist. <laughs> I have a harder. I, I think leakage is worse than discharge. Though. No, I think discharge is worse. Leak discharge is like some venereal shit, you know, like fucking. But you know what I also hate? Panties. I like that word. I, I love that the word. word. Panties. Come in, get my panties. Ew. I love that. I like the word panties. I don't oh. mind that. I love that. I like it's my favorite panties. word. Well, I mean, or, uh, other than underwear, how would you describe it? Underwear. I, I said other than underwear. Underwear undies. sounds like what my grandma wears. I like undies. Undies, that's okay. No, but that's not sexy. Panties. Undies. Pan- you just... Uns. You say uns. I don't. Like I said, she was actually getting better. This is from his memoirs right here. As weeks passed on, I noticed to my great joy and satisfaction how her form had filled out and developed. It's like she's going through puberty again. (laughs) No, no, no. You can't recover from that. (laughs) She's a fucking canoe. Okay, She's getting better, though. You cannot cannot, cannot just become... You can't go from being a canoe She's getting better, dude. You can't just flip over the canoe and have your chest be, like, fixed. No, she's a fucking boat. (laughs) If you see those pictures, she's not coming back from that. You're not. Her living contour was again restored, and she had added weight. Her limbs were <laughs> filling out, and her beauty became radiant. Her expression showed serenity and happiness. Was she gaining weight from like all the paper mache he was pouring on her? It's mostly water weight. So uh, what I've learned about this, you know, decaying bodies from the story is when a body decays. You know way too much about <laughs> decaying bodies. Like, so, like this is a problem. Your, your body is like seventy some percent water, right? Everyone knows that. So that's the first thing that dries up. So she, if your body is going through the decaying process, it's going to be like twenty pounds. Hence the discharge. Exactly. <laughs> so you know you're you're pumping all these vitamins and plasmic contractions all this shit that he mixed together into her (laughs) her cells are going to start retaining water right they're dead they're dead i don't know (laughs) i'm not a fucking biologist can dead cells still retain water but not regenerate i guess so i think so because if you look like she looked in that picture you pump water into it's just gonna squirt right out like a water oh squirt that's another word yeah. Squirt. I don't know if I like that word or not. It impressed me so much. That what it... is that stuff squirting? Well, women squirt. That is, is that pee? I don't Ew. know. That's got to be pee pee. No, it's different. It's no, pee. No, we're not talking gotta about be that. It's got to be pee It's not. It's not. Scientifically not. But it's pee pee. It's not. Can I finish reading? <laughs> It impressed me so much that it kept me spellbound to gaze at her over and over again in silent rapture. It had become my supreme joy to see her daily and lift the veilings to have another look at her and see how divinely beautiful she had developed. Often I kissed her rosy lips while she was lying in her bath, thereby getting always a liberal taste of the surrounding fluid myself, which was indeed an analysis. Uh-uh. 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 No, oh, you don't describe something that no, no fluid is another one. I don't like it. Fluid? Don't like it. Not if it's something you're eating. Fluid? That sounds like something like post nasal. Oh, I got it. I got it. What? Secrete. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So many different liquid words. What? You know what? They're all liquid. Yeah. Why are all the gross words liquid? Because it it's never something good. Yep. You don't step in a puddle and be like, I'm glad I stepped in that. Unless you were intentionally stepping in the puddle, like right. puddle jumping. All right. This is about 
This is a kind of ooze oozing. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Ugh. This kind of tells you how he kept her alive. This is in the plasma tank he was talking about. The outlet tube was then connected to the plasma vessel. The fluid was thus kept circulating automatically 24 hours a day at a temperature of 37 centigrade. This process I intended to keep as a routine as long as possible, checking up on temperature and reaction of the fluid every day, adding distilled water, glucose, saline, calcium, or whatever else was needed. Sometimes I had to neutralize the solution by adding hydrochloric acid. Let me show you some pictures here. How do you neutralize something by adding hydrochloric <laughs> acid? It's like an acid and a base. I don't know how yeah, that Yeah, but like works. hydrochloric acid can like literally burn your skin off. Well, she has no skin. She has wax. Five bucks. I bet you I could go to Old Navy, grab one of those mannequins, put them in her place, and he wouldn't even know the fucking difference. He loved this wanna, girl. You want to take a bet? He would just know that when he kissed her, there were no secretions oozing out. <laughs> I'm proud of you for getting both of them in there, though. Remember how I told it. you about the vitamins that... Yeah, what vitamins is she on? Okay, so in, now this is the only reason he did this was to ensure that the vitamins went to the correct spot. That's the only reason he did this. But he would swish the vitamins around in his own mouth and uh-uh. then he would lock lips with her <gasps> and kind of like push like, oh, ooh, the vitamins down her throat. You can't baby bird into a dead person. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> No, no, no. Let me tell you about their Christmas dinner. (laughs) I already have an idea and I already want to know. I want you to skip this part of the story. Because if it has anything to do with him carving a ham, cutting it into tiny pieces, chewing it and regurgitating it into her mouth, you can just skip it. I'm all set. Thanks. There was a small bottle of Rhine wine on the table. Another Christmas gift. I opened the (laughs) bottle and filled one glass, raising it with a prayer to our God for his blessing. I drank half of it and drew the other half into my mouth. Lifting her veils again, I pressed my lips firmly against hers, which were open just a little. Thus, slowly, I forced the wine into her mouth. The air from my lungs. So this is July 1936. So this is like five or six years in. Quote, as I looked at her, I noticed the fingers of her right hand moving and taking her hand in mine. Oh, please. I felt it's called how... fucking hallucinating at this point, dude. <laughs> I oh, felt can I how... ask you what kind of vitamins he was taking? Are you sure it wasn't like LSD or something? They were having conversations was he, like, the whole time. Yeah, drinking yeah, diesel yeah. gas yeah, sure. from his airplane or, or what? Because this, no, this is not. No. He says, I felt how relaxed and soft it became again. Immediately thereafter, her whole arm lifted itself up and her hand pressed firmly against my face and lips as she used to do when alive so that I could kiss it. When I kissed her hand, she opened her eyes and looked at me intently. Then turning herself on her her side toward me, she attempted to get up. I was fully awake and became alarmed, fearing that she would collapse and fall. So I spoke to her quietly. God bless you, Elena. I'm so happy you awakened from your long sleep. Question. (laughs) I I have a question. She opened her eyes that were removed and they were her glass eyes now that were already staring at him. And she could see out of her glass eyes. And she could talk with her tongue that was probably all, like, dried up and disgusting. And, like, no. I'm sorry. 
so I'm going to say that there was a negative ghostwriter on truth truthiness of her cells regenerating, period. All right, so obviously the rumor mill in the town is going off. Not and here's how he kind of got caught because he like this keep guy his mouth shut? would no no he was a he was a what do you call it, recluse okay. he was a hermit well I can believe it and everyone knew he was a censor but everyone kind of stayed away from him but the rumors started flying because he would buy a lot of soap a lot of jewelry was he buying it from Correggio and a and quote an enormous amount of your de cologne. Basically cologne to mask the smell, you know? So smell? If she was alive, she clearly wouldn't be smelling. Tell me, what do you guys think? I mean, this guy, all right, here's how he got caught. The sister, which eventually died of tuberculosis, went to the mausoleum where the body was supposed to be buried Uh and demanded it to be opened because she, the rumor mill's flying and she wanted to see the body herself, and he refused. So the whole town got involved in it. And so he goes up to her, the sister, and is like, listen, just come to my house. We'll talk it over, and then I'll go and lock the casket, and you can see your sister. Well, she comes to the house, and then he leads her upstairs. And then he kills her. No, he didn't kill her. And then on the bed, this picture right here, because she wasn't in a tube at this time. This is actually what she saw, the exact picture, actually, what she <gasps> saw. This is her in a wedding dress on her on, oh my. on his bed. That so is fucking crazy. She would be on the bed like every night. They would sleep together, stuff like that. In, in her wedding dress that he um, bought for her. That is incredibly creepy. <laughs> I know that I'm going to see that image in my dream. I know. Tonight. Like, that is seriously fucking... Oh, can't, please. I can't. <laughs> I, I can't look away. My body is... My... Uh. My eyes are telling me no, no. My body's telling me no, but my eyes, my eyes are telling me yes. That's a a better picture. Uh Uh-uh. No, 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 no. (laughs) It looks like the Crypt Keeper. Let me blow that up for you, Nicole. Look at her face. Look at her eye. Her glass eye? (laughs) Look at her. Man. I'm sorry. Like (laughs) That's a nice wedding dress, though. Yeah, Nicole, you're looking. Uh, you already got your dress, didn't you? I she did. looks like she's from the crypt, literally. Yeah, yes, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe because it, she was like, is that a thing? Oh my god! Well, I, well, well, I mean, I so what is her, her hair looked longer in that picture? So if they're regenerating her cells, it's probably from her hair. Well, I realized later her hair is like up in this in this one. Like, see, that's a little like handkerchief. It's got her hair like up in a little bun. Where in that one? Oh, okay. I know, but I, I yeah, it still looks, yeah. Looks like Wait, so what did the side. sister do? Well, it got out, and then the town, this was a international media storm. Not that he wanted it to be, but it's the fucking craziest thing you've ever about fucking that. heard. <laughs> so anyway, let, let me read this one last thing. Um, I titled this True Love. I don't really, can't remember what it, this says, but this is from his memoirs. My angel was pure despite the mud and slimy rags in which he had been lying for so many months. And I heard a soft voice speak to my ear. Now you will love me no more, will you? 
These words cut into my heart like an arrow. They set me on fire with sacred love for her. I assured her, darling, I love you more than ever. If it were not so, I would have taken you to me. Then kissing her dry lips. <laughs> Did they yeah, not have lip balm back then? They had all these vitamins, but they didn't have any fucking Carmex. Are you kidding me? Put some Vaseline on them lips. Olivia or anything. <laughs> then kissing her dry lips and breathing deeply into her lungs until her bosom rose, I unpacked her bridal gown and covered her body with it. Long I lay thus, holding her closely to me, living in the dead, united in love. The sweetness of this was divine. Never had I dreamt that she had preserved so sweet and intense a love for me after being in the grave for so Okay, long. so you do yeah. not think that that's true love. That last paragraph. Absolutely not. <laughs> Long I lay thus, holding her closely to me. That's love, dude. I'm not saying he doesn't love her. The dead, okay. united in love. He admits that she was dead. I'm not not denying that he doesn't he love her, her but I'm man. also saying that he's fucking crazy. Dude, you fucking, be... that's true love, dude. No, no that's it's obsession. fucking crazy. That's not obsession. That's I'd obsession. want you to do that to me if I died tomorrow. I yeah, won't. You better keep me in the damn bedroom and preserve not. me with plasma tank. and vitamins. Maybe what not. she'll do is she'll put that oxygen right <laughs> into your, up your butthole so keep that up. you get it. You better keep all the slime molds off of me. Yeah, no. So was he arrested for this shit? Like, what happened? Yeah, he was arrested. But what do you guys think? Um, what do you guys... The most important question... Because he wasn't charged. Because the statute of limitations, right? Seven years. Well, she, he's been, she's been there for nine years. <laughs> I feel like that shouldn't matter. It does matter. Because he was caught. He's still doing things He didn't to the do body. any time. Well, he did, you know, up until the trial, like maybe a month. What do you think the the public perception was of Carl von Tonzel? That he was a freak of nature. Um, I honestly believe that I would be repulsed by any of this. But I also feel like you're going to tell me that they just let him be because he was crazy. So I don't know. But if I were living in that town, I would want nothing to do with him. I wouldn't want to see him. I want him to be locked up into his own mausoleum. And honestly... I, I don't know. That's just, it's just beyond comprehension. Go ahead and read that. I went outside to the young ladies, all pretty girls, who shouted, We will all have you come from Tampa to see you. We are cigar makers from the Tampa factory. We have read all about you in the papers. We wish you luck and that you will win and get your Elena back. We are all for you, said one pretty speaker in a beautiful black silk dress. They were such a delightfully happy lot. Are you fucking kidding me? The okay. public... The public perception of Count von Kossel was amazing. Well, People again, this is Florida. To, I literally was just going to say that this is why Florida is the way no, that no, no, it no, is. No, 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 This is around the world, ladies and gentlemen. People would come from all over the nation to bring, to make sure that he's well fed while he's serving his time. He was getting the nicest fruit. He didn't fruits. serve any time. Yeah, he did up until his trial and jail and stuff. He would get the nicest welcomes from everyone because this is very important this is what i was talking about earlier uh, read this this is a letter from the public this is one of the public letters that he got read this line right here in these times with the world's lust to kill and destroy it is no more than expected for the mob to unjustly crucify but if by miracle a person such as the professor van kossel could succeed in restoring to life a deceased person the greatest discovery of all ages would have been made 
Even if in the chances be a million to one against his of success, it was worth the try. Oh, that's good. So in this time of war, I mean, you have both of the world wars, you know, one's about to start up, one just ended. It's just death and destruction. And this guy, a German, keep in mind, is pouring his love and devotion into bringing someone back. He is not trying to kill someone and tear down a country. He is showing someone that even after death, they can still be loved. Now, the family just basically threw her out into the, the grave. Okay, there you go. Oh, I'll you visit you like, once a year or whatever. You mean like they had a normal Christian burial and practiced what their culture does normally? Yeah, but that's not true love jen that's just like oh you died that's that's it this guy love didn't love doesn't end when someone dies love doesn't end at all true love lasts forever even in death till death do his part is a bogus statement the entire public went out to bat for this guy and showed complete sympathy for this guy well i think it's hard like he did it in secret without the family's Consent. Yeah, and I but think that's that it, makes it harder. Technically, he was married because she well, did kind of accept the ring and well, stuff like that. Questionable. Yeah, it, it it they they weren't really like officially married. Well, what does also, that matter was, though? Also, I mean, the family's like just going to labor in the ground to get rained on and uh, seepage and all that shit. He's actually going to take her and take complete care of her and give her. You know, I mean, how is this? I don't understand. The news. (laughs) Listen, the news. Listen, read this. This is from. um, This is from the uh, Key West Times. Uh, Already the love of Von Kossel has become legend in this historic island city. Public sympathy is overwhelmingly on the side of H. Carl Transler Van Kossel, jailed since he admitted the life-size doll enshrined in his dwelling for the past seven years was fashioned over the bones of Elena Hoyos Mesa, the beautiful young matron of Von Kossel adored before she died nine years ago. He hasn't done anything wrong, seems to be the unanimous opinion. There is a feeling that the 70-year-old scientist probably should be kept under observation for a check of his mental condition, but that he certainly does not deserve to be placed in a jail cell. Here's, I guess, when when you think of, like, how does he do anything, why is it different than whatever, but, like, my opinion is that if he were to, it's not like he... Like, she was on her deathbed, and he's trying to revive her by doing, like, CPR or any medical interventions at that point. He waits all of this time after she's been in the grave and then takes her out after she's, like, been laid to rest by her family. I know what you're saying. I know. I understand where you're coming from, but, like, like the fact that he, like, does this, like, w- like without, you know, at least letting the family know or, you know, he, like, he literally take, digs her out of the grave and does all this after a year and a half. It's like, like, like if you were trying to save her, save her, but like she's past saving. He did she's try to save away. her. She's passed away. Yeah, but she's, he tried to dead. save her up until he... True, he was he went, her doctor, He did perhaps. everything for her before using his own money. So, the family wasn't even going to do anything. They were just going to let her die. They didn't really care. But he used... 
all of his own money and the equipment from the lab trying to save her while she was still alive. But so, he couldn't. You can't save people for, from tuberculosis. So why did he wait 18 months to start doing it this? Don't, it don't matter. I, I know. What do you mean? The number saying, because the he was visiting her for 18 months every night. He built her a museum and everything else. I'm just like, saying. Why not? I get that he loved her and like he did it out of love and at least he wasn't like harming her. I think it's just more damaging to like the rest of his her family. The family did not give a shit. Well, well, I, 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 I see where both and of you he are is the up. only one that really cared about her. For, I mean, the the husband of her, but why didn't Lester, he start, as soon as she started coughing. But why he didn't, didn't he start fuck. doing this right away then? Do it. He did. Well, he was calling her, and then he heard her voice and her. Singing. No, no, no. He was up he, ever since the moment he saw her. He begged her to come into the hospital every day to get treatments, and he did everything he can, and then. She died, and then even after that, he was with her every night until nine years later. He would go to the the graveyard, then she would get all rained in, you know, all the rain and stuff would fall. So he built him, built her a mausoleum, and then he housed her in there. And then after eighteen months, he took her to his home and take took amazing care of her. I mean, that's a mummy that has been. Nine years. I mean, most of nine years, you'd be bones. You wouldn't look like that. You'd be bones. You'd be bones after three months. Most of that isn't just her, though. Like, she's most of it is bones. And then he has to mask the plaster. I'm no, saying, a lot right, of it you is take her, me out of, Okay. So, okay. You get rained on after 18 months. You're like, I'm going to build you a mausoleum and take you out of the ground. All right. I'll even draw the line there. So you're not getting rained on. There. Done. Pick kaput. Done. But then you take me to your home and then you like try to like revive i, I just it's What's just too wrong much with that? I don't see. it's just too much it's it's done it's over with like you have to move on eventually no 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 that's not true love jen that's not true love <laughs> i mean you don't know what true i'll love keep is. that in mind when i'm right in, when You're i'm right. in i don't know what true love is so if i'm wrong then someone tell me that i'm wrong if my future soulmate out there wants to tell me that jen, they... if you were to die right here at this table we would keep you <laughs> Embalmed I and sitting on that. the couch with a I, beer in your hand. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. No, no, no. I wouldn't Close, want you that. almost had her. Yeah, almost, almost had her. Had me. I mean, the beer. And we would make the beer. We'd make sure it was a cold beer, so we would switch out the beer every time it got warmed up and made you know make the it cold. only the only way that could work is if you uh you you configured my hand to have the beer always like flowing into my cavern. After you remove my organs, there you go. Uh, but 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 I wouldn't want that. I would. I don't want that. I want to be buried in a cemetery with a case of beer in my casket. I'm just saying this is. You know, I think this is true love because no one has you ever think... showed her this compassion. I mean, like you okay, said, okay, this okay. was during so, the time so it's of true love. You don't think he's a little bit crazy? No, in fact, um, he <laughs> did have a mandatory uh, psychiatrist come in and evaluate him and he was completely sane okay, okay. i have a question Plus, he's, he's extremely intelligent this guy is inventing things building his own airplane all kinds of yeah, stuff that won't possibly ever fly. Yeah, but still when, when have you built a fucking airplane? i have a question for you that this might may or may not do you think that she knew that he was going to do this let me no, no no do you think that she knew that how that he was doing this what do you mean? Because you don't believe in heaven or hell, right? You're an atheist? Wow, Jen. That was kind of rough. He believed in the Hindu religion. I'm asking about your opinion Which now. Which is like Would spirits that your opinion? and shit. 
It doesn't matter about me. It matters about what he thinks. You know, he she was you talking think it, to. But him. you think this is true love. I think this is true love. And and because during the time when everyone's fucking killing each other, you have this guy that actually shows a woman. I mean, because if she was alive, he would have showed her the same amount of but love. But she wasn't. It doesn't matter if she was dead or alive. So she doesn't. That know. is love that every woman wants. That undying love. Okay, you guys always complain that guys treat you like shit and everything. I don't this guy doesn't that. fucking do that. And actually, she did tell him, as we read before, to take care of her after death. I don't know if you guys remember reading that. Let me see. She says, quote, if I must die, all I can leave you is my body for I am only a sick girl. I can't marry you while I'm sick. But you will take care of my body after I'm dead, mm. won't you? Very instructional there. Look, look, read this for yourself if you don't believe me. If I must die, that very last paragraph. But you will take care of my body after I'm dead, won't you? Maybe he just took that as a very literal instruction. Or maybe she wanted this all to happen. Because the whole time she's talking to him. Yeah, maybe not in reality. Maybe in his maybe fucking in his twisted head. mind. Yeah. But still, she's talking to him. She's telling him things. In fact, the day before they got arrested, she said she couldn't sleep because she knows of a foreboding about something about to happen. And and the day after, you know, he gets arrested, they figure this out. So she communicated with him. I mean, this is like all spiritual shit. The body was taken from him. He didn't do any prison time, but he did eventually move out of Key West. Where did he go? He went to Zephyr Hills, which is where his sister lived, and his wife. And they may have kind of... Gotten back together. You know, he was married. Yeah. Right. Did they um, ever divorce? No, they never so. di- They never uh, formally divorced, but they they may have gotten back together, this, that, and the other. The body of Elena was taken by the court and buried in a, uh, a anonymous plot hmm. somewhere where he doesn't know where it's at. And, and no <laughs> one till this day knows where it's at. Everyone that knows is dead. Wow. So no one knows where she's at in the ground, especially him, because he would just dig her back up. But the body was buried, so he realizes that he can never be with the body. So he moves out of Key West. He dynamites the mausoleum, hmm. blows it up. He leaves. No one ever hears from him again. Okay. But when he dies, I believe at 81, he's in the Zephyr Hills town in Florida. Mm-hmm. People haven't seen him for I think it was like 18 months go by before people see him. And you, you read this. Two years later, after days of not seeing Von Tanzler's thin silhouette walking erectly as he searched for wildflowers for his bride, nearby neighbors checked his home only to find unopened mail on his front porch and darkness behind closed doors. They called the sheriff who found the Count's badly decomposed body lying on the floor next to a table with the casket. The flowing flowers in the vase by the plaster death mask had completely dried and the petals had fallen onto the table. They did find his body decomposed. I mean, he was basically skeletons. And beside him was a mannequin with Elena's death mask hmm. on her face, like fucking creepy-ish. Yeah. Like, because remember, he made a few of the death masks. Right. This is one of the... um. 
one of the death mask right here. That's the see now that mask is realistic. Yeah. So when they found that his body, mask looks like a person. When they found his body, he was decomposed on his bedroom floor and laying beside him, hand in hand, was a, a mannequin, basically like a fucking blow up doll, with the mask on the face. Wow. Yeah, that's very. That, that's a little weird. <laughs> oh, it wasn't weird before? That's weird. But the actual okay. dead body wasn't. All right, okay. so what do you guys want to know? Wait, anything? you didn't answer the last question. I don't have to answer that. Yes, you, yeah, do. you do. You said you're going to. <laughs> yes, you do. You clickbaited us all uh, into that. I do have to say, though, like, even though, like, they they didn't tell him where she was actually buried, like, if I were him, in my will, I would say, please bury me next to mm. where that is. That would be true love. Or also, if it was truly loving, he would say, after I die, please try to revive me by using these methods, because I think that's what true love is. But he didn't. All right. So tell me right now, true love are fucking crazy crazy Jim, i think it's a combination i think he loved i think he <laughs> finally i think he someone loved, half on my side i think he loved her but i think he was fucking whacked up i think that she was his true love but after she died he went too far visiting okay. her okay visiting like i said visiting her every day that's beautiful talking to her when you're visiting her well, where's that's the line beautiful. hold on no. let me finish Building a mausoleum so that she doesn't get rained on or dirt flow into her coffin, that's okay. Digging her up and taking her out of that mausoleum, that's where my line has been drawn and crossed. So, John, did he he consummate his marriage? Yeah, because they got married after death. Well, they never really got married. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know. All right, here you go, Nicole. This is the moment we've all oh, been waiting for. S- this is from. The, <laughs> this is from the. Uh, for, this is from the pathologist, the the one that did the autopsy. Now, this didn't come out in court. This only came out after he was dead. So, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> one can only wonder. The breasts really felt real. In the vaginal area, I found a tube wide enough to permit sexual intercourse. At the bottom of the tube was cotton, and in the examination of the cotton, I found there was sperm. Then I knew we were dealing with a sexual pervert. He was was fucking her. Well, if you didn't know that already, then you've listened way too far. Uh, If you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you use. If you like the story, follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our Elena, go talkmer.com slash join, become a talk host, Supremo, get a badass t-shirt, sticker, swag, a lot of love, shout it out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. Our research dedicated to you on Talk More Podcast. My name is John here with Count Von Dozel and Nicole. And until next time. Come fly with me and be my wife. I'm about to get drunk. Ain't nothing to do tomorrow. No. We fucking. Oh, I have to work tomorrow. Fucking Resident Evil all in this bitch. Everyone's zombies and shit. As soon as he's. (laughs) Chin, I'll make you drink more.
John. <laughs> she was like, open up another beer. You're the reason I drink. <laughs> Half of it. Probably. Corona. Corones. Hold on. <laughs> Fucking birds. How about that, birds, bitch? Ha! Fuck. I hope that makes it into the blue base. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, no. Those are the cheapest there. fucking headphones ever, too. Is that flour or con tortilla? It was Exposure. a little. It was a little Indian. I could try. Do it you want Powerball? Do you want slushy? They work in gas stations. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you should have No, fuck, I'm gonna leave it in because I don't give a fuck. Put it in the bloopers. No, okay. fuck that blue. I'm thinking about Apu from The Simpsons. <laughs> 